Hello, and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. Alrighty, well, hello, and welcome back to Rejoicing Together, taking a little bit of a break this summer uh, as everybody's been on vacation and uh, kind of just taking the summer off, but we are back now, and school is, I guess, now back in session. It's not back in session when we're recording this, but it will be by the time it releases. A couple more weeks. Yeah, just just right around the corner. I was talking to um, one of the church members. I don't remember who I was talking to. Oh, uh, Patrick. I was talking to Patrick Wartman about it, and he said uh, next week they go back for stuff at the school. So that's crazy, but uh, glad to have you guys back listening. Um, this uh, semester of Rejoicing Together, we're starting uh, with Mr. Danny Dean. Uh, Mr. Danny is somebody who uh, taught me in Sunday school when I was in youth group here, somebody who I've known for a long time. Me and Dalton uh, graduated together. Um Always had a great deal of respect for this man and uh, thought, who better to, to start us off for this semester of Rejoicing Together than Mr. Danny. So, Mr. Danny, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thanks for those kind words, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, maybe there's people listening. I don't. I can't imagine who. I can't imagine who uh, would not know Danny Dean. <laughs> but maybe there's some people listening who don't know you. So, maybe just share a little bit about who, who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff. Well, I am, uh, like you said, Danny Dean. I'm the oldest of two boys raised by a single mom um i grew up in commerce born in commerce i'm one of those who was actually born in, in what used to be bjc northridge it's not a hospital anymore but uh i've been in commerce pretty much all my life except for when mom and dad because mama worked in a sewing plant dad was a sewing machine mechanic and we kind of went to south carolina for about four years but quickly moved back but uh when mom and dad divorced but uh i'm working commerce been uh we have a shop now and that's kind of what we do what we've done for the last 20 years is fit to a t um making t-shirts anything promotional of course but um i have a wonderful wife of 28 years coming up better remember uh, that number <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were married January the 8th, 1994, and I won't never forget it, but, um, I have two children, Brittany and, and, uh, Dalton and two good in-laws for son-in-law and daughter-in-law, Ryan and, uh, Brittany, I mean, Ryan and, uh, Rebecca. And now I have two grandchildren, Ryder and Lola, so. Uh, is it all it's cracked up, cracked up to be? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, not not only are grandchildren living proof that your children lived, but it's proof that uh, mm. you would if you could have you started with them. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love them and uh, they're the they they make your day a lot brighter when mm-hmm. you, when if you're down and out or whatever. But yeah, but I love them. I love my family. I've always loved family, mm. but yeah. Very cool. And uh, I think you want – I've been here at Maysville for 19 years. I, I didn't realize that till I was reading uh, some of the questions you sent me. I thought, we've been going here since Brittany was in seventh grade, and uh, she graduated in 09. So I didn't realize how – so you start counting up those years. That's how I remember how long we've been here. Wow. And then, of course um, – Working in youth, Sunday school teacher, and uh, a deacon, and everything, everything here at the church. But uh, yeah, it's hard to believe now looking across the table at you and you're a grown man with children of your own. 
It's, it, it, it don't seem like it was that long ago that no. that uh, you were at the house and yeah. you and Dalton out there and, and uh, several others, you yeah. know, Kyle Brewer and uh, Joseph McLean and yeah. Sh- um, Sherm. Yeah, Josh. Josh Sherman. Sherman yeah. And, uh, about ready to jerk a knot and all y'all. <laughs> uh, then, you know, teaching y'all and going through youth with you. and mm. uh, it, it, It's it, it, it's true what they say. The older you get, the faster it goes by. Mm. And you're, you're you're learning yeah. that, especially with that boy of yours. Yeah. You're talking <laughs> today. He didn't start walking. It don't yeah. seem like he was that old. No. I was talking to my dad a few weeks ago, and I've told several people this, but dad said Fletcher will be, at this point, he was going to be 11 months old the next week. And I said, yes, sir. He said, well, that means next month he'll be a year old. I said, yes, sir. He said, you know what that means, right? I said, no, sir. He said it means you only got seventeen more. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, don't put it that way." <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's true, and time does fly. Um, well, Mister Annie, uh, I know, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, a lot of people probably familiar with you. Um, a lot of people from around here probably know a lot about your story. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe just share a little bit about um, how God has got you to where you are today. And I, I'm sure. Which I've been a Christian for 21 years now. I've been clean and sober. Um, I quit. Sm- I quit smoking, drinking, everything all in one, at one time. 21 years ago, and uh, it was when Dalton was less than two years old, telling me in his car seat holding his sippy cup, "Dad, when I grow up, I'm gonna drink beer and smoke cigarettes just like you." So I, I didn't immediately quit. But that was one of the hardest licks, and I've been in several automobile accidents and several fights and been hit real hard a lot of times. But I tell everybody that's the hardest lick I've ever had in my life, hearing those words out of my son. And me growing up saying I wasn't going to never be like that because my daddy was that. My daddy was, a, is a, was recovering, I call it now, but he, he'd leave on Fridays after work, and we might see him Monday. And there he done blowed everything that we had for that weekend. But anyway, uh, I said, what kind of life am I leading for my son? But every time I would light up a cigarette or crack open a beer or whatever, those er- those words would echo so clearly through me, just like he said it. And it took three years. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> <laughs> but I finally told him, man, I said, you know, God's dealing with me, and I think it's time that uh, – we, we get in church, so we started going to church, and uh, we were going to Erastus Christian and went to a men's conference up at the North North Georgia Christian camp up in Helen, mm-hmm. and that was their camp. But we had a men's conference up there, and I went with the pastor and a couple of guys up there, and that's the day I got saved. Can't tell you what day it was. I can relive every moment of that, but I cannot tell you what day it was. I know it was 21 years ago. But uh, God spoke to me right there. But uh, that was that was where I when I got saved. Now prior to that, don't get me wrong. People listening to this are going to say, "Danny Dean's in church." Danny Dean. But those who've been around me long enough know they've seen that change. And if they're around me long enough, I'm going to talk about God. I'm going to talk about Christ, even though they know that. I want them to hear it, not just see it. Mm. A lot of times I can be, 
I've heard it said that you can live your testimony by people not by, by not opening your mouth, but they need to hear it too. Uh, I, and it's a daily struggle. I ain't gonna lie to you. I I still have anger issues. I still have visual issues, hearing issues, things that I see or things that I shouldn't hear. I mean, but there's that conviction there that draws me back to cry. But I was raised up in a Pentecostal church, nothing against Pentecostal. But I thought I couldn't live good enough because if I got saved, I would stomp my toe or say a cuss word. And I, well, I'm just, I can't live a righteous life. Unattainable almost. Right. Yeah. A sinless life. And I, you know, Ten Commandments, but that's here or there either too. But I realized it was until I had that personal relationship with Christ as to where uh, I started realizing, hey, I I know what it means now. We've all seen and fallen short of glory of God. I know what that means. I know what it means that I'm the chief of sinners. I know what it means to fall short of the glory. You know, that's when you, when I got saved and I started and I tell, and I, and we had a meeting a while back with you that's moving up into the, out of the fifth grade class that we were teaching to middle school. I said, tell your children, make sure they have a Bible. Tell your children, if they don't know what to read that day, whatever they're feeling, anger, selfishness, bitterness, or something like that, go to that coordinate. And that's where I, I found myself, because up to then, I, where, do you, where do you start reading in the Bible? Now, now we know, as being taught, that, you know, start with the Gospels, Mark, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, start there. But I would open it up, God, I'm, I'm just angry. So I'd find it, find what I was looking for that kind of lied in what I was feeling, and that's what I would read. Man, and I'd do that in the morning, I'd get home work while Amanda was eating, I mean, fixing supper. I said, look, at that. this is what I read this morning. And it just came to life. But. I am so grateful that I listened to Dalton, uh, but now my whole family's saved. And it's true what they say, if a father gets saved, the rest of the family will. And uh, my dad, my mom, my brother, nephew, you know, not because of me, but it's assuring to know that when you're sitting around now, there's different topics we talk about that we might, you know, dis- agree to disagree. Yeah. But we do know that we know Christ is our Savior. Yeah. And but uh, but now, like you said, I prior, I'm talking about my testimonies after what Christ did to me because I'm a, I'm a product of us. My dad's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. His brother Jimmy was alcoholic. Uh, his dad was alcoholic, and all his brothers were alcoholic. Uh, you know, it's and I told Dalton the best way to never, the best way to not, the best way to stop drinking is to never drink. Yeah. And uh, you know, I could, I could talk a long time about what I did before Christ, and I'm not a proud of it. So therefore, yeah, I was a drunk. I've been in a lot of relationships I shouldn't have been in. Uh, seen a lot of things, done a lot of things that I'm very not proud of. But it was, uh, it was, it's very relaxing to know that if I died today, I would live, I would be in the presence of God. And uh, so I don't fear dying. I just pray that 
the thing that would lack me did I do what I'm supposed to do here to make sure my family's taken care of and, and so on and so on for that. But yeah, I mean, I could talk on and on. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, I, it's just amazing what God's done in my life through me and my family and, and the other loved ones. And But, you know, dad leaving me and me, the oldest of two boys, and I basically somewhat helped raise my brother. And, you know, just you learn a lot of things that you can get robbed of. Yeah. Well, and I, I think about just some of the lessons, life lessons, just things that I heard you and Amanda and other youth leaders as well just say, but, you know, thinking about, you know, your testimony, um, you know, there's there's two, uh, and this is awful, and, and we should not do this as Christians, <laughs> but we we kind of categorize testimonies, right? And we say there's, oh, well, there's this really powerful oh, testimony, yeah. and then there's just my testimony. Um and, you know, I, I've talked with several people who have, you know, the quote-unquote powerful testimony. And almost all of them have the same attitude about it that you do of, like, that's in my past. Like, that, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad I lived through it. Yeah. I've had yeah. three automobile wrecks that I didn't know how I had them mm. and somehow lived through them. Yeah. Uh, totaled out all three of them mm. and got scars to prove it. But then to think about the fact that if you – hadn't lived through that that i wouldn't be here doing what i'm doing no right now. you wouldn't be and and the influence that you had on me and my friends and your son and your family uh god would have never have you, you wouldn't have had the life background to be able to speak into those things and as yeah. as a high school kid like having somebody uh who had lived it and i knew because i mean when you talk when when you talk like it's just like okay like yeah he he means this. Like he's not. He's not like you say what you think. You you know. I mean, it's very clear that you're not just saying it just to say it. And as a high schooler, I remember in Sunday school, you just get real stern and you'd say something. I go, oh, like I need to think about that because this man has this man's lived it. He's seen it, and I haven't lived it and seen it. And while it might seem like a good idea, he probably knows better than I do. Well, and I and I my kids know everything about my life. Because I don't want it coming told to them, and them hear it from somebody else. And I, and I've even told uh, all the high school classes that Amanda and I have taught. And I've even told them, I said, uh, you know, I've been arrested numerous times. The last time I was arrested, I was I had to report before a judge and was sentenced to jail. So I had to do forty eight hours because of my stupidity. Uh, I'm. I, I just. I try not to even think about the money I wasted on all that, all those years. But I, I'm like we just said. I'm. I'm very grateful that that I lived through it. And you know, there's people that live through that don't live through quite as much as I've done. But I'm grateful that I did because I'm able to do what I do today, and that's what I'm doing here. Or even teaching a fifth, helping Amanda. Amanda does a great job teaching the fifth grade. I'm just in there. <laughs> Sometimes she has to get on to me as much as she does kids, but when they get very unruly, I'm, hey, let's calm down. Let's listen to, you know, but yeah. uh, just being able to do that. Uh, you know, God uses the Timothys of the world, right? The kids who've been in church their whole life, you know, been raised by their mamas and their grandmamas to, to love the Lord. 
Um, but he also uses the Pauls. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I think of you as, as definitely a, a Paul-type character, somebody who's um, God has just completely turned his life around. And to see God's faithfulness and grace just displayed in your life and to see you live faithfully now is just such an encouragement to me. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned earlier is, you know, you're in the T-shirt business. Um, how how does somebody get into the T-shirt? <laughs> like, how, how do you get into that? Yeah, do- we've been doing this since june of 2002 and i still ask my que- myself that question yeah. and i'm asked that a lot but uh, amanda and i um we were talking about this over supper i said you know it's kind of hard to pinpoint but we saw a need mm-hmm. uh and we just kind of it was funny she said if i knew we could do it we and find the people that own this equipment and um it was an old home team athletic in commerce well, next thing I know, it was somebody at the bank coming in. And the, all the stuff to ever start a T-shirt business wound up in our lap. The guy needed to get it out of the building so that he could sell the building and told me to come and get it and pay him whatever I wanted to. And the rest is history. Vaughn Howington showed me how to do my very first order, and he's the pastor of Erastus now. And, uh, and it's been a lot of hit or miss. Um, a lot of trials and errors, and that's we still mess up today, and we've been doing it 20 years. Uh, I don't know if you ever perfect anything, uh, but we got that equipment. He showed me how to do that order, and the kids make fun of me, but it was the only way I knew to do it. I did multicolor art separations on an X-ray <laughs> machine or X-ray light that you hung on the wall and you hooked that light. I would get vellum paper and color in my other colors. <laughs> uh, I would actually copy off of a fax machine. You know, there was a thing called fax machine. Yeah. And then I got, I mean, it just progressively uh, grew. And it, I, all I can say is, you know, Amanda coming up with the idea of it, we pursued it, and everything just came together and still coming together. Uh, I went for the first year, and plus, I was the only employee. Uh, Dr. Flint's son, Kenny Bug Flint, or Kenny Jr., uh, needed a job. He was my first employee. And we still talk about how things, how good the kids have got it now compared to when me and him did it. <laughs> but uh, I've had a lot of good kids that come through there. And, uh, you know, thinking about Kevin Wiley, um, Johnny Lee Clue was one, Summer Gillard, Kelly Whitfield. Uh, there's a lot of kids that's worked for us. It's Colton Brown, uh, Jake Flint. Uh, I, I, I know I, I need to quit naming because I'm going to miss <laughs> it. There's no way I can name all of them. But uh, they've gone on and made quite – a career out of themselves and have done very well. I tell everybody I've had three doctors work for me. <laughs> and one of them's a, got a PhD, but I wonder sometimes how smart he was to work for me. But, uh, well, I think, you know, just thinking about the business that you guys have and what stands out to me, and I think what stands out to a lot of people is how you run the business. Um, and uh, it is clear when you look at Fit to a T. It's not your traditional worldly business. Um, you know, uh, I remember 
first time I found out you had a t-shirt business and I, I remember you talking about the frog in Sunday school and why you chose the frog. But, uh, you know, a lot of people today really struggle with the Bible and how it affects our daily life. A lot of people would even say, you know, the Bible is not relevant. Um, the Bible is not, um, doesn't apply to us today. Like there's, it's, it's just old school. It doesn't apply to us. Um, but I think when you look at fit to a T, you see biblical principles really attempted to live out and, and lived out. Um, and, and so what are some of those principles that you and Miss Amanda have taken um, and tried to use those principles in your business? Well, our main thing is, is we fear God, not man. God gave us this business and letting us run this business. So we try to run it as best we can to suit him. And uh, we we just stand on biblical principles. Uh, as far as what God has taught me in being in small business is trust God. He is faithful. There's been times that, Nate, that, all right, at the time before we bought the bill, rent's coming due. <laughs> Utility bill. I mean, I worked several years before I got paid. Uh, I lived off of what we had. But I remember our former pastor talking about how in the Bible people would prostrate pray. That means you get down as low as you possibly can. I would get down on the floor of that shop. I'd hit, hit my knees, and then I... I just lay as flat, have my head laying on the, the ground, and I would pray, God, I cannot possibly physically get any lower than I can right now to pray. I pray that you see that I am in need. We, we, we have this and this coming. You know that. So without asking, you're not going to receive. And I would pray, and I'm telling you, Nate, the morning I got up from praying, the phone rang off. I couldn't answer the phone for people walking in. I couldn't help people for phone ringing. You know, it's just, and I'm, I'm telling you, we have missed a lot of, we have missed a lot of business because we wouldn't print alcohol-related things like um, certain 5Ks because the winery or, or bar or whatever was a sponsor. Well, I, I've, I'm got on my a sign as you come in the door i will not print anything that promotes the anything that goes against my i'm, I'm paraphrasing i'm sorry uh, that goes against my belief and then i can't do it because the conviction and trying to be obedient to my god and you've seen what he can do <laughs> and, and and we've missed out on work but no more than that door shut guess what they was too opened up because i was being faithful or we were being faithful, and uh, and that that's just where you know, like you said, my frog, my frog is a testimony because you wouldn't believe how many people. Hey, what's that? Where'd you come up with the frog? At? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Yes, yeah. you know, fully relying on God, and we have a um, flyer, I guess you say, a little postcard that we put in every box that. Tells you thank you for your business and even the box you send to your church. <laughs> I think we need to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> and and, on, and then and then it says if you flip it over on the other side, it says why the frog. And then we go through that, and then it tells you the, how to find or you know the the plan of salvation. It's on our website or whatever. 
And Cherokee Fire, we do their T-shirts for Cherokee County Fire Department up in Canton. Well, I have taken so many boxes of that up there. The lady up there says, do you mind if we give you? And I had a stack of them. Give these back. We know who you are and who you represent. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but, you know, that came to mind. I've been trying to figure out a way to do that. But, you know, Robbie Hester works for us. But right now, every summer, the last two summers, he's gone down to Florida and worked for a camp down there. And he asked me one day, he said, Mr. Danny, he said, do you mind if, if I bring some tracks and we give them out? I said, we're going to do one better. And that's when we did the, the card thing. Mm-hmm. And hmm. uh, that's where I've been trying to figure out something, and God used him to help me figure that out. Yeah. And, but, you know, we've been, when we opened this business up, Brittany was 11. And Dalton was six. So they have grown up in this. That's all they know outside of we we had them to do work outside of what we do to kind of, you know, Dalton took a whole year and worked at Baker and Taylor or summer when Amanda was working there. And then Brittany's student taught at Commerce because she's got a degree in early childhood education. And uh, But we wanted them to, you know, it's not there's a different world out there because yeah. Yeah. Amanda said she missed when first Georgia was banking with her you know she worked with Jackie Whitfield mm-hmm. Susan Harper and, and Janie I, God bless I can't remember her name now but the three of them went to we went to church together mm-hmm. so everybody she worked for mostly went to church yeah. and it makes a difference when she left there and went to a place where 300 people was working at Baker and Taylor and uh so it's a different – there's a mission field there. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to go back because you talked about something that's to the world. <clears throat> and it's a hot topic right now. Um, you have, you know, bakers who won't bake cakes for certain couples. Um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, there's just certain things you're not going to print. Um, how – I mean, the world looks at that and goes – What's wrong with you? Like, you don't want to make money? Like, what? Uh, and I, I had an instance with uh, with the alcohol issue uh, just recent because I wouldn't do something with a package store. Mm-hmm. And nothing against those people. They have to make a living like I do. Mm-hmm. I can't. I've had, I've had people ask me, Danny, is it a sin to, to drink? I said, for me it is, and in my output it is. And he said, well, how do you say that? I said, well, what good revolves around drinking? Because it robbed me of my dad. It robbed me of 30-something years of my life. I've got scars. I've towed out vehicles. There's people that being abused sexually, physically, mentally. And he said, you know, I've never thought of it like that. So, I mean... I'm not, I don't want people thinking I'm up here looking down on them down here. Uh, I don't know if, I can't say it's a level playing field because God's up here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, the lifestyles, and I'm I'm not going to print for this, and I'm not going to print for this, and I'm not going to print for this. And if, you know, we're to help promote, because we're a promotional place. But we want to promote for the goodness of others 
most and first first and foremost for the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, He is where our my faith lies, yeah. and I am nothing without Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just I, I don't know what else to say other than God be the glory, and God's gonna get the glory. Yeah. Even even when I screw up, and I I mean, there's sometimes it's a daily battle, but. At the end of the day, I want to be able to lay my head down and, and try to say I did a good thing today. I did a good job today. Uh, I try to love others the way Christ loves me because, you know, we all see people sometimes that come in the front door and want to go out the back door. Uh, I would not be alive if you did not love others the way that Christ loved you. <laughs> you probably <laughs> killed me when I was in high school. <laughs> I don't know uh, when I come in from working outside and sleep in my chair where uh, um, I just thinking about everything we've talked about. The one word that just I think jumps off the out of the conversation to me is faith. Um, you know, thinking about all the way back, two-year-old Dalton sitting in a chair or sitting in his car seat, saying, "I just want to grow up and be just like you." And you realize, man, something's got to change. You get in church, God changes your life. You start trying to implement these principles by faith, right? Because, I mean, to a lost person, to somebody who's not lived it, yeah. you're thinking, man, this is kind of weird. Like, what do you mean I got to live this way? <laughs> yeah. And then you start this business, and these bills start piling up, and, you know, you shared the story about, you know, laying in the floor of your shop by faith. Just, God, okay, <laughs> this is in your hands. I, I don't know what to do. You know, laying in my... Going back to that, laying in that floor. When, as soon as I got down before I prayed, my first prayer is, God, don't let nobody walk in here thinking I'm dead. <laughs> I would. I would actually say that because I wanted that time to be spe- I mean, protected, no interruption. But at the same time, I didn't want nobody walking in thinking I was laying there dead either. Did anybody ever walk in? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And but, I've done it at home, too. There'd be pressurized stuff going on at home, you know. Mm-hmm. When you've been married 28 years and you've got kids that are grown, and uh, there's just a lot that goes on uh, in your life that it, we're at our strongest when we're on our knees. And I like to think we're stronger than that when we're laying face down to a holy God. And But going back to, you know, Dalton when he was two years old and then my daughter Brittany, how she came into our life. You know, I adopted her when she was three years old. And I'm just I'm blessed beyond means. That's all I can say. And uh, which I had a this is part of my testimony, but I had a uh, a relationship where there was a child taken from me because a woman was selfish enough to have an abortion in 1989. So that was in 1989. Brittany was born in 1991. I adopted her in 1993. So I say that to say this. I was taken from, but I was blessed. And I love her. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shani, I just, just want to say thank you. Um, and I hope for, for those of you listening to, to just everything we've talked about that um, – you hear what I heard growing up, what I've heard for since I've been at Maysville from Mr. Danny, and that is 
um, and, and I said this right before we got all, right before we started recording. Um, if I know anything about Danny, it's that he is a steady, faithful man. And um, thinking about where God has brought him, where God's brought you from, I mean, I, I hope and pray that if there's somebody listening, um, and man, you just you don't know what faith is. You don't know what it means to have a relationship with God that would shape your family and your business and your life and how you interact with other people. And um, man, Fit to a T is located in downtown commerce. And I know there's a handful of people there who would love to talk to you. Um, call the church. We'd love to talk to you um, about what it means to, to give your life to Christ. But um, Mr. James, is there anything else you'd like to, to share? No, I, I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I've listened to several of these, well, probably all of them I hadn't. When I drive to Canton, that's a two-hour <laughs> trip there and a two-hour trip back, so that gives me, I've listened, to, I think I've listened to every podcast, and they're all touching, they're all good. Um, so if anybody hadn't listened to any of them, but, or you need to, you need to listen to it because you can hear how God is affected more than, uh, you know, just me, of course, but how he works in so many different lives and how he works in so many different ways. Uh, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm glad God saved me long enough to uh, be able to enjoy my life as a Christian. Like a friend of mine said, well, it was his daddy that told me, he said, and he was in his 60s or so when he got saved. He said, I'm just so mad that I didn't do it sooner. <laughs> and I'm, I'm that way too. Yeah. But I, I got to say this because I always say it, and you heard it in Sunday school, and you've heard it in uh, youth. If you can't change your friends, you change your friends. Because the only way I was able to quit drinking, mm-hmm. other than God saving me, or saving, taking it from me, just quit hanging around with it because I did 30 days in rehab one time trying to quit drinking. Did it for a while, got out, then I got hanging out with the bank, same people. Then I was back right at it just like before, but that's what I said in, in all the youth and even in CR. You know, if you can't change your friends, change your friends. So you lay with a dog long enough, you're going to get fleas. Yep. Smell like one too. Yeah. Well, Mr. Andy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you uh, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed and were challenged by this episode. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode, and we'll be back uh, posting episodes every week. So, hope to have you back then. Uh, take a second, if you don't mind, and share this with a few of your friends. Tell other people about it. Um, point them to some of the other episodes we have, and uh, we'd really appreciate that. But uh, hope you guys have a blessed week, and we'll have a look forward to having you back next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information about how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have a question about the podcast or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.